Anyway, there are two types of the Torah that seem to be connected to each other, even though it's hard to know how exactly. One is the story at the end of Parashat Emor, which is at the top of the page, about the Mikadev, or the Mikalev. And the second is the story of the Mikoshesh, which on the sheet is at the bottom, uh, the Mikoshesh. And both of these parashiyot end, Kasher Tziva Hashem et Moshe. Kasher Tziva Hashem et Moshe. Rabbi Sylvester, how are you? Well, it's hotter here than it is outside, I think. So it's not so good. Anyway, look at the parasha. The parasha, and, 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 and see how Chazal, how Chazal kind of was sensitive to the issues in the parasha. The pasuk says, we say ish, Isha Yisraelit, who ben ish mitzvi, betoch bene Yisrael, veinatsu, bemachane, ben a Yisraelit, veisha Yisraelit. Now, this is like, you know, a little bit uh, clumsy. It's like a clumsy sentence. It's hard to get through it. But uh, Chazal dealt with it piece after piece, and that's all in Rashi. Right? Vayetzei. So Rashi, so Rashi quotes Chazal that said, Mehechan In other words, Vayetzei is an odd verb to start a story with. Vayetzei. Yet Yetzei from someplace. We don't know any place that this Vayetzei might have taken place. So Rabbi Levi Omer, even that phrase, it's hard to understand. But could mean Olam Hazeh, could mean Olam Haba, right? Olam, Olam, some Olam or other. Rabbi Berechi Omer, now this is a good one. He says it must be a continuation of what the Torah told us above. What did the Torah tell us above about the lechem apanim? So Rashi says, Ligleg v'amar biyom Shabbat yarchenu derech hamelech lechol pat chama bekol yom. He says, after all, what did they do? They took this lechem apanim and they put it. Uh, they put it in the Beit Hamikdash on Friday, but they switched it after Shabbat. So it means that the Kohanim who got the old lechem apanim got it after eight days. Like it was eight days old. So here's, here's this guy who comes and says, you know, this is not, this is not royal. This is not monarchy. A, a king gets to eat fresh bread every day. And here these Kohanim are eating bread that's eight days old. So you see, Derech HaMelech Lechol Pat Chama Bekol Yom Oshem Apat Sonenet Shel Tishayamim How did that be? Right, because they put it on Friday for Shabbos, and then they took it down after Shabbos. So that's nine days that it was it was away, right on this on the Shulchan. Could that be? This seems a little bit of a contrivance. It's hard to believe that anybody would do this, and that the person who did it. Uh, the person who did it had this this uh, this yichus ben isha yisraelit who ben ish mitzri who is never going to be named in the story, right? Only his ancestry is named. So the Rashi continues: Is matnita amarami beiti noshel Moshe yatzam echuyav 
Balita Oalo Betok Machanedan Varmulo Mativ Khalikan. He is a guy who wanted to be included in the Machane of Dan. He wanted to be part of Shevet Dan in the Midbar. If he would be part of Shevet Dan in the Midbar, so upon entry into Eretz Yisrael, he would receive uh, a Nachala. Right? He would, he, would, he would receive some sort of Nachala. So Amrulo Matif Chalakan, what are you doing here with the Danites? Amalahem Nibnei Danani Amrulo. Ishal diglob otot levet avotam ktiv. Ishal diglob beotot. You need otot. Nichnas levet inoshel Moshe v'yatsam mechuyav amad v'gidef. What is all of this? So there's this guy who is the son of a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man. And in those days, the Gemara says, the Yichus, Yichus, like, are you Jewish or not, went after the father and not after the mother. So this guy came along, this guy came along and he said, he said, I want to be included with Shevetan because my, uh, my, uh, uh, mother, who, he says, see the first Pasuk, Ben Isha Yisraelit. Right? That he wanted to be included and get a Nachalon. So they said to him, no. He says, Again, that word by Yetzeh. So this is a very odd story. It's a very odd story. First of all, there are two stories that are told. And that's certainly odd. Right? One is about this man complaining about the Lechem HaPanim and the other is about him not being able to get his place amongst Shevedan in Beit Dino Shel, um, Shel Rashi but this continues uh, Rashi goes on and says he was Ben Ish Mitzri that's what the Pasuk says he was the son of an Egyptian so Rashi says Hu HaMitzri Shaharagol Moshe Remember Moshe Rabbeinu killed an Egyptian who was beating up a Jew, and this was his son, right? Ben Ish, Ben Ish Bitzri, Betoch Bnei Yisrael, This is really some story, right? Betoch Bnei Yisrael, Ben Ish Bitzri, Betoch Bnei Yisrael. He 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 became part of Am Yisrael. Right, Vayinatsuba Machane, and they fought each other. Al Iskeha Machane, okay, Al Iskeha Machane, and finally the pasuk says, Ben Hayisraelit veIsha Yisraelit. These are the two who are fighting with each other. Session connecto shemichabo mita ohalot. They tried to stop him from setting up his ohel, his his tent. In this place, they have a very complicated story. In order to explain to us what the Torah leaves out, why were these two people fighting, and then why did the fighting lead to Pasuk Yud Aleph? Vayikol ben Aishai Yisraelit et Hashem vayikalel vayaviyoto el Moshe b'shem imo shlomit pativri lematei dan. What is this business? Vayikalel, vayikov. The word vayikov is the is the Hebrew word vayikalel. Right? 
kabo, lo kabo el, the Pesach says. Ba'akov, lo kabo el. What will I curse if God did not curse? But what is a curse exactly? What does it mean? What does it mean to curse God? Is it just something unseemly? Is it something that doesn't look right? Doesn't feel right? I mean, it couldn't possibly have an effect, could it? I mean, what does it mean? What does it mean to say? Why, why did he respond by cursing God? I mean, if that's what it means. So I, I don't understand what a curse is. I don't understand what cursing God is. I don't understand why the story is told in the way that it is told, right? Sort of being secretive about the person who did it, and yet telling us who he was and where he came from. All of this is a little bit, is a little bit odd. All this is a little bit odd. So now I look at... Uh, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Pasuk Yud Aleph. Vayikol ben Aisha Yisraelit et Hashem. Vayikalel. Vayaviu oto el Moshe. V'shem ibon shlomit patrivin matitan. So if anybody would write a sentence like this in third grade, it would be red penciled. You know, this is called a, it's called something. Run on. What? Run on. No, no, not run on. It's like, uh, you know, these kind of sentences that end and then it continues irrelevant of what happened. Non-secular? Right. Yeah, it'll come to me. It will come to me. So, what is this? What is all of this? So, Rashi doesn't help us a lot. Rashi says, Pasuk Yud Aleph. You see the Rashi? That word means to curse. Vaikov. Kitargumo uparish shenakav uparish. Uncle says uparish. Parish means lefarish to say explicitly. What did he say? Says explicitly. Shenakav shemam yuchad vigadaf. Nakav shemam yuchad. There's special iser. There's an iser that you're not allowed to say God's name. Right? We carry it to rather extreme. Uh, uh, we say always Hashem but the Aleph Dalet Nun Yud word is not the word which the Halacha tells us not to say the word that the Halacha does want us to say is the name of God which Rashi says in the end of Sukkah is the 70 letter name only the Kohen Gadol would say that name on, um, on Yom Kippurim. So that's what you're not allowed to say. So Rashi says, he's looking for some prohibition here. He like, what is the guy doing wrong? So he says, so Rashi says, Rashi says, um, again, Vayikov, Ketagavol Parish, he, he expa- explained, he expounded, he stated, Shenakav Shem HaMiyuchad V'gadas. Right, he cursed with the Shem HaMiyuchad. He said, Blah, 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 blah. Sheva Yuchad. God, uh, uh, do this. Uh, it, it was Rashi's changing it. it it's, it's maybe the guy said about the other guy, I'm cursing you in the name of God. Not that he's cursing God. Even though from the, from the Pasuk itself, it's not so, it's not so easy to tell. Not so easy to tell. Then there's this thing about Shemi Moshlo Mitbat Devira. She says, Shechancho Yisrael, Shepir Semaha Katuv Lezo Lomar, Shehi Levada, Haita 
zona. Okay, that she was the only one who was in this category. Shemi Mo, she was a zona. Shlomit, the Hava Pit Pitta, Shalom Allah, Shalom Allah, Shalom Aleichon. She talked all the time. She talked to everybody. So you see, this is like, you know, Rashi, in the day of Rashi, Rashi's time, there weren't so many women who had uh, more CFOs of large companies or uh, heads of the international bank. You don't think today the three biggest banks or the three most important banks in the world are headed by women, right? The Bank of America and the Bank of Germany and, of course, the Bank of Israel, you know, all headed by women. I don't know what they're complaining about. These How women. do you make a, like this commentary? I mean, I've heard it used so many times in such a, in, in a very uh, anti-woman way. This, it's anti-women. Yeah, this oh. no, not the banks. This the. Listen, I see. So you picture in your mind. Close your eyes. A picture. Strong, silent type. What comes up, man or a woman? Okay, I rest no, my I rest my case. No, that's not a good answer. No, no seriously, I'm not answering. I'm telling you, that's what people like thought. People what thought. Do with the you could skip it. You could skip it. Okay. Then there are a few psukim. Just a second. Let's get involved in women's issues. There are a few psukim. Pasuk Tetzayim. See Pasuk Tetzayim? Shh. Pasuk Tetzvav. Al B'nei Yisrael tedaber l'emor. I'm sorry. Pasuk Yudalim. Hotzei da b'kalel mechutz l'machameh v'samchu kol ha-shomim et yedehem ha-rosho v'ragmu oto kol ha-ida. You have to, that's his punishment. Punishment is skila. This is a conversation that by the way Hashem of Moshe l'emor the Pasuk Yud Gimel, right? Pasuk Yud Bet. I'm going backwards. So they put him into jail. So the Gemara says, and Rashi quotes in the next uh, next part, they knew somehow that he had done something wrong. And they knew that he had to be punished. But they didn't know what the punishment was. And so the punishment was clarified by God. Now this is really the mystery. Even though the, everything else is, is difficult to understand in this parasha, but this is the mystery. The mystery The mystery is, what do you mean they didn't know? What do you mean Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what the halakha was? Why didn't he know? Why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu know the halakha? Why did he have to put, and how is it possible that he knew, he didn't know the halakha, but he knew that he had to be punished. How did he know that? Why did he put him in a mishmar? Maybe it's just Bein Adam Lamakom. This is a kind of an Avera which, which heaven takes care of. And, and, and the, the baked in on earth is not asked to participate. So, so who knows? I mean, what is all of this? Again, it's called Yikalel Elohav. Ish, ish. I don't, I don't know. Yikalel, what does that mean? What could that possibly mean? means he will bear the burden of his transgression. That's nasa avono. And therefore he will be punished. He will be punished, right? Pasuk Tetvav in Rashi, in Rashi says, what is karet? 
mita bidei shamayim. In other words, not mita shel beitin. But when is it? When do we say the nasavono achet o kishein hatiraah? Right. Usually, in order to bring somebody to beitin, there has to be edim, edut, and hatiraah. That the edim have to warn him that if you do such and such, you're going to be punished, and this is the punishment. So if there are no Eidim and there's no Hatra'ah, then it becomes Mitabi Deshamayim, and that's called Karet. We call that, we call that Karet. It is Karet, I guess. Then Pasuk Tetzayim, V'nokev Shem Hashem Mot Yumat, Rabdomi Yudumu B'kol Aidan, Kager Kezrat V'nakvos Shem Yamutu. So, so this is the summarizing Pasuk. And then Pasuk Yudzayim, Yudchet Yutet Kaf, Absukim that continue mishpatim. Just like in mishpatim, you had a lot of different laws one after the other. Here you have a series of laws where the punishment is mavet. And then finally, in, in uh, Pasuk Kav Gimel, the last Pasuk, where the Ben Moshel Ben Yisrael, where you see with the Mechalel, and Michutz Lamachanev, where you gemul to Evan, or Ben Yisrael, Asuk Ashetziva Ashevet Moshe. Rashi, Bnei Yisrael Asu, Kol Amitzvah Amura Biskila, Bimakomecher, Dechia, Regima, Utlia. So, so again, Rashi, Rashi explains in the way that Rashi often explains that when the Pasuk says, Kasher Tziva Shevet Moshe, they include all of Torah Shabbat Peh. It means that they knew Masechet Sanhedrin, and they knew that when you, when you kill somebody by skila, it has these features to it, right? Bimakom acher, dechia, you have to take him away from the place where people are living, you have to push him off the cliff, that's, uh, that's dechia. Rigima, you have to throw the stones on him, and kliya, you have to hang him up so that everybody will see what happened to the person who transgressed in this way. So in this parasha, in this parasha, to my mind, there are a lot of interesting questions that might be asked. And it's hard to understand, I understand in a more kind of, in a way that relates to us today, what is actually going on. Before I try to explain that, I'd like to learn with you the psukim that relate to Mekoshesh Eitzim. You see at the bottom of the page, Bamidbar Per Tetvav. Rashi says, So that after Matan Torah, this is what the, the, Gemara, the Gemara says, that they kept one Shabbat and then somebody did this Isu. Mekosheish eitzim biyom Shabbat. I mean, it's not obvious what he did. Mekosheish means to kind of pull them together, to make a pile out of them. Uh, either he carried them from one Rishut to another Rishut, or, or he cut them up, he did, uh, he did uh, other kinds of Isurim b'Shabbat. So then, Vayakrivu oto hamotzim oto mekosheish etzim el Moshe vel Aaron vekol aida. They brought him to Moshe, to Aaron, to the to to the people, right? 
ויניחו אותו במשמר כי לא פורש מה ייעשה לו. It was not clarified what should be done with this guy who was a מקושש עצים, even though they... This is Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. המוצאים אותו מקושש. You see פסוק לבד גימור? ויקריבו אותו, מוצאים אותו מקושש עצים. שהתרו בו, ולא הניח מלקושש אף מי שמצאוהו והתרו בו. It was even though they came upon him and they... They hit Rubot because they, they announced to him that if he continues to do this, he's going to be liable for punishment. And even after they told him that he would be liable for punishment, even afterwards, he continued to act in the same way. Continued in the same way. You see Pasuk Lavadalit? Lo hayu yodim be'ezim mitayamut. Avol yodim ayusha v'chalel Shabbat b'mitah. Kiloporash. So it, it would seem that this story is a totally different kind of story. They knew that it, it, it was an issue of hatra'ah. When I, say, when I say that the witnesses have to warn the, the one who is doing the Avera, right? The witnesses have to say to him, look, you're being Mechal Shabbat, and if you continue to do Mechal Shabbat, you're going to be punished in the following way. Now, do, do they have to say, these witnesses, what the exact nature of the punishment is. Or is it sufficient for them to say, you'll be punished. You'll be punished according to the law. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says they knew, the witnesses knew that the punishment for being Mekoshesh Eitzim was death. Kol mechalaleha mot yumat. Let's know what the Pasuk says. That if you mechalel Shabbat, your punishment is death. In fact, skila, right? Your punishment is skila. Now, along come these witnesses, and these witnesses have to give hatra'ah. But they don't know what the exact punishment is. All they know is that there is a punishment of the death penalty. The death penalty is what they'll be liable for. So what do they do? What? <laughs> I don't know. It's the rule of Hatra'ah that you have to say what the punishment is going to be. So is it sufficient to say if you continue, you'll be given the death penalty? Or do you have to say if you continue, you'll be Chayav Skiwa? That's a question. That's a question. So they didn't know. The witnesses didn't know what to say. But in any event, they locked him up because they thought there was enough just to say you'll be killed you will be killed and so Rashi says uh, again Pasuk no, Pasuk Labe Dalet Vayanicho Tobin Mishmar Kilo Parash Vayaselo this is what Rashi says Kilo Parash Vayaselo Lo Yudim Be'ezo Mita Yamut Avol Yudim Ayusha Mechalel Shabbat Bemita you see that's what the Gemara says they knew that the punishment was death. But they didn't know whether it was Skilo, or Shreifo, or Hereg, or Chenek. They didn't know that. So they, they were Matrebo, in case the Hatra'ah worked. And if the Hatra'ah worked, then they would lock him up, which they did. And they went to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they said, we don't know what to do. So the Pesach says, V'yom HaShem HaMoshe, again, Mot Yumat Ish V'adom Oto Ba'avonim, Ki Kol Ha'ida Mechutz Ha'ida Mechutz Ha'machanesh. Right? 
so that's pasuk lamed hey ragom kemo asal. This Rashi makes a interesting comparison between old French and 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 Hebrew, which those who are interested in those things can look into. And the last pasuk is veitzio to kol eidal v'chusam achane vayigemu otav avanim vayamot kasher tziva Hashem et Moshe. So it turned out that they learned the halacha. What's the halacha? That the hatra'ah, it's enough to say, you're going to die. They don't have to tell him what, so what mita, what of the particular four mitot is going to be employed in order to be killed. Uh, so that's the halacha they, they, they learned. Right? Which is the same thing that Rashid said, where we learned um, the halacha of the megadef. The Megadev. So you have, a, you have a similarity. You have a similarity in these two stories. The similarity is that something was not known about the halacha. The difference is that story number two, we understand more or less. We understand it happened. I don't know why he did it. Even though the Gemara says it was at the same time. This happened, as we'll see. So I, I, I would like to learn uh, a Svatamet. I would like to learn Svatamet. I'm going to read it and try to translate it. And it will help us, I think. It helped me. Can you just clarify, what's he actually doing? Who? The Mekosheshe. He's either taking something from one mistress to another, or he's actually cutting things up. Isn't that a harsh... What? Isn't that a harsh punishment? I don't know. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Someone kills somebody, so they deserve to be killed. Why? Life. So, uh, so if you take two lives, you're better off. No, I'm not saying, but it's gathering. I mean, he's, uh, this this problem is uh, lawyers who are <coughs> academics who are lawyers will tell you this is a very difficult problem. Why, why you punish people? What it's supposed to accomplish? What's the good of it? Is it like a, it's a it's a question? It's what? Does it have to be the tzibur, the profession? Yeah, okay, so that's, that's, they learn a lesson, maybe. But they haven't stopped killing people in the last 4,000 no, no, years. Thank you. Is that an issue that was for <coughs> what? Was it an issue that was for Hesia, or was it just, that's not a point here? Well, the Aedim, it's for Hesia. I mean, the Aedim are there, they no, see it. But it's not the kind of Hesia which is going to cause everybody else to, uh, to follow in their paths, but, but, but it's enough to have the Aedim. If you turn the page, you turn the page, there's a pasuk in uh, Vayikra that says, Lot Kalel I just want to explain this pasuk. What? Okay. Great. And there's a whole series of psukim that end with Vyareta Melokecha Ani Hashem. What does that mean? What is Yareta Melokecha Ani Hashem? Huh? What's a chayresh? What's lotekalel chayresh? Someone is deaf. So what about him? What do you mean lotekalel chayresh? It shouldn't be mekalel anybody. Rashi says, Rashi says lotekalel chayresh. Any other chayresh? Minayin levod kol adam. Talmud lomar ba'amcha lotaor imkei lama nara chayresh ba chayresh biuchad. Shuhu Bechayim. Akoshu Bechayim. Yatameh Jedo Bechayim. What a strange limud. 
the Torah says that that the pasuk says lo But I can learn from that that you shouldn't curse anybody. But you could also say you could also say in the pasuk lo adam al tekalel kol adam. Uh, no, this is a biyareta lulkecha. Biyareta lulkecha means that there are certain times you do a, you do a transgression. It's not clear that you did it, so the witnesses are pointless. Mepnei sevatakum, right? That's what it says in in, in last week's fashion, right? Mepnei sevatakum. What does that mean? That means that if you're sitting on a bus, you're sitting on a bus, something that I happen to do. If you're sitting on a bus, I always get a seat because I look old and decrepit. And so, I get a seat. You sit in the seat, you have your little Mishnayas. You know that, that little Mishnayas people? So you look in the Mishnayas. And an old lady who can barely stand comes on the bus. And you just keep looking at your Mishnayas. You pay no attention to the old lady. You don't give her your seat. So what's the issue? You don't know. So the witnesses can't come and say that you're doing an Avera and you're going to be punished because it's all about your heart. It's like, do you see her? Or did you see her? If you don't see her, you didn't do anything wrong, I guess. I mean, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating. But if you did see her and you're making believe that you're learning Mishnayas, so then maybe you did something wrong. So all of those things where the witnesses cannot actually determine what's happening all of those psukim so if you go and curse at a person who is deaf then the person who is deaf cannot report you to the uh, to the authorities so to speak because he's deaf but you have to know that even if you're sure you're not going to be reported there's an iser of klala, of saying something nasty and, and, and unfavorable on another person. That's what the pasuk, that's what the pasuk says. Let's look at the last pasuk. This is a red bilam. Remember bilam? Mm-hmm. Now what was it? What was it that that Balak didn't understand? Didn't Bilam say to him, "I can't do it on my own. It all comes from God. If I if I curse and God disagrees, it's nothing." What is what is Balak doing here? I mean, he has so much faith in Bilam that even when Bilam tells him a most reasonable thing, which is that the curse ultimately has to come from God. So he says, he, um, he, Balak says, no, God, let's do it anyway. Come on, let's do it. And Bilam actually does it. He tries. What is that all about, that curse? What was it? You know, Bilam thought that he could manipulate God. It makes no sense at all. At least in the, in the simplistic way we imagine the relationship between God and the world, which is that God is in charge. And that the world just goes along, you know, helplessly. In that way, I mean, what is the com- what could the conversation between Balak and Bilam mean? So we have, we have this idea, we have this idea that, that transgression 
it's connected to witnesses are declaring that you're transgressing and that somehow a curse could work even when God is opposed to the curse and the curse of of uh, our parasha, the Megadev, is certainly not particularly clear. Let's look at the Svatamet. Svatamet, the Pasuki Baruchu. This is in the parasha of Balak, right? That uh, that God says to Bilam, you know, don't you won't be able to curse them. Ki Baruchu, he, meaning Am Yisrael, is blessed. What does that mean? I mean, they're blessed. So listen to the Svatamed. This Svatamed is really something. I think. Perusho. You see Perusho? It's the fifth word. Sheheim ba'atzmam habracha. They themselves, B'nai Yisrael, they are blessed. They are the blessing. The blessing comes from them. Kemoshe katuv. Ve'yei bracha. Where does it say ve'yei bracha? With... Avram Avinu. What does that mean? <coughs> what does it mean? God said to Avram Avinu, you will be bracha. That bracha will come into the world through Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu will give the bracha somehow from himself. It, it, won't be, it won't be intervening between God and some other nation. But he, Avram Avinu, is going to overflow with bracha. bracha. Amale, Eloma, Einam Tsrichim le Birchotecha, Ki Ein Arur Mittabek Bebaruch. Amale, Belachain Amale, Einam Tsrichim le Birchotecha, that God said, Einam Tsrichim le Birchotecha, they don't need your bracha. Right? The God said, Ki Baruch Hu about Am Yisrael that Bilam was not necessary as far as they were concerned because they were Baruch they were ready Baruch Ki Ein Arur Mitabek Baruch this is a statement the Chazal in the Medrash Ein Arur Mitabek Baruch that if you have this quality called Baruch Arur is not going to apply to them so in this one statement. He's explained the whole parsha of uh, of Balak. Balak came. I'm sorry, Bilam went to curse Bnei Yisrael, and what came out of his mouth? Right, bracha to Bnei Yisrael. So he says, "Why was that? Why was it that came that out of Bilam's mouth came uh, bracha? Because ein arur mitabek bebaruch. You can't curse baruch. You can't." Because Baruch fends it off, right? It just pushes it, pushes it away. Good. He says Ha'inyan, meaning I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to explain what I just said. So Rishon is the chait of eating from the Eitzadat Tovara. As a result of eating from the Eitzadat Tovara, part of the punishment, 
Right, Adam was punished, the Chava was punished, the snake was punished. But part of the punishment that of Adam and Chava was, part of the punishment was, I'm sorry, Adama It was the first time that the word curse was used in the Torah, was at this time, when God cursed the earth because of you, Adam and Chava. He called him a hate, Lohaya Nimsa Klau Haklala. Because before the hate of Adam and Chava, there was no idea of Klala. There was no Klala. Rak al Yedei Achilat Eitzada Tovara, Nitarev Harabi Koldava. Velachay Nimsa Arur Baola. So again, they ate, God said, don't eat from the Eitzadah Tovarah. They went and they ate. So what happened? Besides the fact that they transgressed. They transgressed, okay, but what happened in the world when they ate from the Eitzadah Tovarah? Something must have happened. So the Svatimet says, everything became Tovarah. Everything. Suddenly you could find Ra. You could find Ra in, in everything. And we know that even when there is a bracha, teva in nature, right, that sometimes it rains when it's supposed to rain and things grow when they're supposed to grow, brachot, those are brachot. But even in the brachot, there's also ra. That's how the, the world was reconstituted at the time of Adam and Chava. In other words, this is what Chazal meant. That, that Bilam thought there was a time during the day when God looked with disfavor upon the world. And if he would curse B'nai Yisrael at that hour of the day, it might actually work. That's what, that's what Bilam, that's what Bilam thought. So that, that according to the Svatimet, the world changed when Adam and Chava ate from the Eitzadah Tova Ra. And the way that the world changed was that there was Ra every place in the world, even in the relationship between God and the world. It's true that after Noah, there was a promise that God would not destroy the world. Okay, that's true. But that doesn't mean that God always found favor in the world that he had created, so to speak. This is, this is something we have to understand. I mean, we always had this problem of where did evil come from? Well, why is it that there are people who are created by God, who are prepared to do terrible things, who are prepared to act in terrible ways? I mean, where does that come from? Where are the people, where the people come from? He says, Arur Adama, Eitz Adad, the Sachako was, according to the Svatamet, that everything now contained Ra. 
every and and all he had to do was somehow generate it, bring it out, make it make it possible, make it possible to ha- to happen. And and it says, "Vegam ze." I'm in the sixth. One, two, three, four, five. Vegam ze. Fifth line. Hazam bechol yom nolad achar et aruvot et aruvot tov. Lamar yodeya dat el yom. Yodeya dat el yom. There was even Bilam mitzad bechinat hadat tov vara uvara hayalo achiza. He was able to kind of grab onto the ra that existed in the newly created world, and therefore he thought he would be able to curse the people of Israel. Uh, Oz la'amo yitain yevarech et amo b'shalom hu bracha abba b'koch ha-Torah shekidma la'olam kochem in Yisrael kidmu la'olam so so he, he has some theology which makes it somehow possible to protect B'nai Yisrael from this eventuality of Bilam of Bilam making a, 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 a cursing Cursing B'nai Yisrael. I think that the interesting thing, the most interesting thing about this Svat Ahmed is that it deals with all these questions, you know, I mean, we can then go back to what we learn and try again to understand it. So you say, what does it mean? What does it mean to curse? What does it mean to curse? It means, I mean, psychologically, like to bring out the Ra that is there, to, to encourage people to be bad. To insult and and deride, degrade people so much, others so much that they are willing, that they are willing to uh, act out the ra which is found inside of them. Now it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm not promoting a particular psychological theory, but whatever theory you would uh, uh, attach yourself to, you understand that that there is this question about what is it in me that makes me do things that I don't want to do, right? You, you must have heard that question someplace. I'm innocent. I'm not doing anything. I, I'm sort of forced to do it. I really don't want to do it. So that's that's what the Mekalel is. The Mekalel is Bilam. The Kalel is Bilam. The Mekalel is Adam Arishon. These three people set the stage for us to act out the Ra within ourselves. And the Ra within ourselves came when we ate from the Eitzadat Tovara. And everything, we saw that everything had Ra. And once everything had Ra, then God could create a room. It's the same thing as Nase, you know, God said, Nase Adam Bitsalmenu Chidmutein. Let's make a man. Right? Let's make a man. Uh, plural, naaset, plural. What's the plural? So Rashi says, Rashi says in this wonderful Rashi, that it's humility, it's God expressed humility. He sort of like said to the to the heavenly hosts, should we make a man or not make a man? Right? So if you think about it, what, what does that mean? 
what does it mean? What do you mean gods? God is not humble. I mean, it's silly to say that God has humility. But it's not silly to say that God created humility. And God created humility for man. It was humility was that outstanding quality that made Moshe Rabbeinu into Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Anav Mikol Adam. He was, he was the perfect specimen, Moshe Rabbeinu. He had this humility. He had the humility. And humility is what made him into, into what he was. The same thing. The Achilah, Eitzadah, Tovara, created Arura Adama Ba'avurecha. It's because of what you did that the bad in the created world, in the grass, in the earth, in the, the vegetables, you know, the, the bad in them, the bad in them, the, the stuff that says don't grow and don't be uh, receptive to human demands and interests, all of that, all that comes from you, Adam and Chava. Because you ate from the Eitzadatovara. And so now we can understand, we can understand what a curse is. A curse is, uh, to curse le kalel, is to bring up the bad in, in the situation that exists. And therefore, therefore, uh, it was not clear, it was not clear to Moshe Rabbeinu, to Am Yisrael, what exactly the punishment for klala is, because klala became, uh, a refraction of, of who you are. You are that way. You just have to keep it under control. That's what the Torah says. But if you, if you somehow lose control, should you be punished? Should you not be punished? So the parish teaches us that there's a punishment. Skila. But again, again, we understand about Bil'am. We understand about Bil'am, that Bil'am thought that even in the relationship between God and Am Yisrael, there must be a moment of Ra. And that moment of Ra, if he could just latch onto it, he would be able to do something that looked like, that looked like, uh, uh, that, that looked like a klala. It wasn't really a klala that came from Bilam, but it was a klala that came from a kind of a fault. There's a fault in the, I mean, earthquakes. We could use that as a, uh, as a model that there, that there's a, a fault in the way the earth was created which somehow enables it to protest from time to time from place to place and so we we get what we heard about during this uh, this last week so i think that the that the Svatemet clarifies some things right some things about arur and arura and it's something to think about because the question remains. The question is like, where did it come from? Where did a klalak, how can you curse God? But it doesn't mean to curse God, it means to curse and, and get God behind you, right? It's sort of like, you know, you, you get, it looks like you're influencing God, but actually you're just hooked into the way it, it really is. And by cursing B'day Yisrael, Bilam thought he would be able to wreak havoc. But Baruch Hu, that uh, something changed after Matan Torah, and B'day Yisrael were fulfilled the, the, uh, fulfilled the brachav to Avram Avinu Ki Baruch Hu, that, uh, that would not change. The following portion you have about the or. 
So I always wonder if well, which parish are you after after Bilam, right? We have to consider the Bilam the Orach, right? Yeah. So there's no connection there from the curse. The curse that Bilam was, was idolatry. Oh, be the curse of Bilam that Bilam was finally successful. Yeah. Could be. You know, the curse. The curse should have been. He wanted to curse the the Oalim, the Jewish home life, and then immediately afterwards, you have exactly that. They it always bothers me that uh, maybe the curse was successful. It can't purposely successful. I think I think we spoke about it last year. <laughs> this very time. Well, last year. Oh, well, two years ago, three years ago, uh, seven years ago. Okay. Yes, please. Um, did Papa have rot in her because she made a rot decision? I mean, it's like it's. It, it, it's you like, get the feeling it has to start someplace, right? That's the start. But you have the feeling. You, did you say that rot came into the world after she, they ate from the? No, I, I said that everything had Ra in it. Not that Ra came into the world. Look, I, I don't know the answer to this question that you're asking. If your question is, where did it start from? Where, where's point A? I, I don't know the answer to that question. But but there's no doubt that the word Arur was used for the first time as part of the punishment to Adam and Chava, and that was after the eight from the eight Adas. And so if you ask me, so how come Chava had this crazy idea when she learned it from the snake? So how come the snake had this crazy idea? Well, because he's a snake. I mean, someplace you have to say that that's what had to be, right? You know, you go back and back and back, but you have to, right? The Rashi, Rashi in Breshit says there's a difference between eight pre and eight Oseh pre. Both of those phrases exist. And so you have to distinguish between um, the pre growing as it's supposed to grow and the pre that didn't. You know, there was a choice made by the eights. That's what Rashi says. Why the eights more than anything else? I don't know, but the problem is a well-known problem. Everybody agrees that there's a problem. Like, where did it come from? Where did Ra come from? Where did... You say Yotzer Ra. What? Yotzer Ra. God created Ra, right? I mean the Pasuk in Yeshayahu well because they were afraid that people would understand it in the Persian manner the Zoroastrian religion claimed that there was a force of good and a force of evil that vied against each other and eventually the force of good would win but until that happened there would be a world of two forces and so the Chazal did something that was almost impossible to imagine they took the Posuk in Yishayahu, they changed it, they put it into the davening, right? So that, that people would get the right idea. They didn't have the Posuk. They didn't have a Posuk that said what they wanted to say. Right? And Takol was a very big word uh, for Chazal. But they couldn't, they couldn't leave the Posuk as it was. There was no Posuk. They looked for a Posuk. Hashem berachat Avraham b'kol. They wanted a pasuk that that implied the majesty of God against the Zoroastrian position, which was that there were two forces vying for control in the world at any moment. Eventually, the forces of good would win. They said, 
But until that happened, there were two equal kind of forces that were operating in the world. And the, and the influence of, uh, it's only beginning now to be understood, uh, the Persian influence on the Jews who lived in uh, Babylonia, Persia, you know, all those, was very powerful, very strong, very, very, very powerful influence. So they were worried that, they, that this idea that God is one and God did everything would somehow be um, impaired uh, if they let the Pasuk stand. Why is there a problem believing that um, evil was created immediately uh, before Chava from Why And with the creation of everything that good and evil were created already at that point, why is that a problem? Look, you, um, can, say, you can say whatever you want about God. God could do anything, right? God wants to create evil, God will create evil. But if you have a romantic notion, you say, if God creates the world, that the world should be more godlike than not godlike. And since we don't we assume that God is not evil, right, has no evil to God, so how did, where did the evil come from? Because God also gave us Bichurach of Sheet. And in order to have Bichurach of Sheet, you have to have a, an evil side to choose from. Really? If, if you only have good, then there's no because there's, there's no second option to choose from. Look, believe me, I'm with you 100%. 100%. But I think uh, that it's not a conclusive argument. The Arizal, who said something very, very strange, but it was highly regarded by most the uh, Hasidim. You know, you know the the Halal Hapanui. You know, the Arizal said God. <coughs> could not create the world because God was everything. Everything in the world was God. So why can't God create the world? I don't know. So he says God couldn't create the world and therefore he had to create a space, an empty space in which to put the world. That's called Halala Panui. What? Nice. <laughs> so the Arizal, the Arizal says Halal Panui. 